Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Chronicles of Mister. In this episode, I chop it up once again with Principal Nikki Reed. I love Nikki's energy, and it's always a joy to talk with her. In this episode, we talk about several things, but the idea and belief that every child is one positive adult away from being on a path towards their greatest potential is one that resonated deeply with me. I'd venture to say that we've all had some not-so-great teachers. However, in that same breath, I'd venture to guess that we've all had at least one adult who saw or recognized potential in us. All kiddos need an adult in their corner who sees what is unseen to the child and lights a spark that leads to the achievement later down the road. Are you that spark? Could you be that spark? This conversation is a great one, and this episode is part one of three, with parts two and three dropping later this week. Once again, I put in the comments or in the description a link to Nikki's book, Now We Write. And without further ado, here's part one of my conversation with Nikki Reed, and this is The Chronicles of Mister. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Chronicles of Mister. I am Mr. Pierre, and we are once again joined by Principal Nikki Reed. So, Nikki, thank you very much for being here. No problem, no problem. I enjoyed it last time. I was nervous first, but I was glad to have done it. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I got to tell you, Nikki, the community folks who um, who heard you the first time through um, were really moved and enjoyed that conversation, which is part of the reason why. Um, invited you back and it's always just nice to to speak to just speak to you and to folks who I haven't uh, had a chance to chat with in a good chunk of time so thank you first and foremost no problem no problem so I know for myself this is the part of the year um, now that I'm seasoned I don't want to say it's the most stressful but it's the part of the year that I know that a lot of things are on the treadmill at after spring break from from testing to contracts to what am I going to do in terms of how do I negotiate? My summer's finally coming. It's just in reach to that time where, yep. you know, you'll get a bit more time for yourself or time to take care of yourself a bit more um, with less things on your plate. If that's the type of teacher that you are, if you're a teacher who chooses to work during the summer, more power to you. I just know for me, many other times, it's just like after those 10 months, I need a month and a half to, to two months to just like, all right, let me just cleanse the palate before I jump back into again. Um, how is it for you now that you are a principal and I'm sure the myriad of things that are on your plate? Um, it is a busy time. It, at first I was thinking that I was going to be more stressed, but then I realized we gave them everything we could, whether it was, you know, like, for example, we had uh, my fifth and sixth graders, they ended up with many turnovers with teachers. So for them, it has been a struggle keeping the continuity and the team coming together. They've had, they have the newest team with the newest teachers, you know, We've had some struggles, so for them, but we gave them what we could. Mm-hmm. For my seventh and eighth grade graders, they had the same consistent teachers for the fourth for for the whole year, so that's been good. I've seen what they've been learning. I see what they've been doing. I see the pieces that we've improved on. Some things we still need to work on. So what I say to that is one: I've only been to school this week, my second year as a principal. It takes three to five years to make change, and we all say that, but we don't act like that. We put <laughs> pressure on people to not realize. Wait a minute, and. Not only does it take three to five years for a new teacher, it takes them three to five years to become a really good teacher. But yet we don't treat people like that. And I think you had a guest on that said, if we could just get people to say their first year of teaching, just learn the kids, 
build relationships, learn what it's like to lead a classroom, and don't worry about anything other than that, but giving the best instruction you can under that, there'll be less pressure and they, they'd enjoy what they're doing more. And so for me right now, I've been saying to people, we're ready. I've been, you know, we had a little pep rally on Friday to get the kids ready, but you don't want to put too much pressure because I remember one year my son came home and I was like, tomorrow it's the test. You got to get ready. And he got so nervous because I hadn't been saying it that way. So it felt like a different kind of day. So what we tried to do was make it a fun event. And then I was just saying things to kids like, you know, the fifth and eighth grade, take the science. I was like, we're ready tomorrow, right? We're going to be ready on Monday. And I kept, you know, coming over to different kids. And I know they want to do their best. Yeah. All yeah. I care about is that you do your best, you give your all. Because I know that doesn't represent all of who you are. Right. But it is also the end where you're worried about, are people going to return? Mm-hmm. Are people going to, um, um, what's it going to look like for next year? What kind of plans do I need to put in place right now? Thinking about that. And because in urban schools, we don't always know who's coming back. You can't really even plan what you want to do for the next year around the people because you don't know if the people are going to return. And it doesn't have anything to do with you as a leader. It could, but a lot of times it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with people moving, people getting different opportunities, people just deciding, I don't want to do this anymore. But what I, but from who I've talked to, most of my people want to return. So I want to be able to work with them and, and, and figure that out, like what that would look like. But I'm already excited about next year because we've done a few things um, because COVID is pushing back a little bit. So I'm excited about next year being able to do those things I love to do like field trips and field experiences I'm excited about the possibility of like we learn this so now we go to this museum and we make connections and we bring these speakers in I'm excited about our school being open like open to people coming in because I think one of the things we lost when 9-11 when came not 9-11 I'm sorry when um Sandy Hook came for Connecticut it was Columbine for everybody else and then that kind of died down is that we closed our schools off to people so we made it harder for people to come visit one of the ways that parents help us, which sometimes is nerve wracking, is they volunteer in schools. So you think, oh, yeah, but they're going to be in a school. But then they know how hard you're really working and they spread the word so they can see that you did tell Johnny to sit down five times. And when he hit Paula, it wasn't because you just was letting them hit Paula. It was because Johnny's struggling and you have done some things. and You had a safety plan. You put people in place. They can see that. And they also can go to, uh, to Johnny's mother and say, Paul, Pam, I saw Johnny. Your son is acting up in school. That's not the teacher, I was there. They have more grace for you when they can be in the building. So when they're not able to come in, it's like us against them, like, what are you doing behind those doors? And so I think we have to figure out how to make it, um, and some schools are still have allowed that, but we have kind of put, have not done that with COVID. And I would like to get back to that. What does that look like for parents? And of course, giving training, not just letting parents in, but what does that look like so they can be an integral part of our community so that they can tell people about what we're doing. Yeah, I, I And love- tell us what they see. Yeah, I love that. I love that because it makes me think of the conversation that was had of that. Um, it's not just the destination, but it's the progress that we're in, that we want to make sure that we're accentuating. And you saying that to your son of like, just hyping him every single day that he recognizes right. like, no, this one thing doesn't sort of define me, but exactly. mom or principal or teacher, Mr. Pierre has been saying to me, like since day one, since for the last month and a half, like, look, You've been doing great. Keep doing great. You've been doing great. Keep doing great. This is how you did. This is where you are. You know, when you take this exam at the end of the year or whatever point in time, just keep doing you don't, it's not going to be this all of a sudden, you know, you, you blossom into the the butterfly overnight. It's like, no, you've been, you've been 
in the cocoon, so to speak, throughout this year, so that when that moment comes, the rest of the world can see how fantastic that you are. And if it, yep. if if you're the kind of student who I know there are plenty of students like, but Mister, I just get so anxious. Okay, like you're yep. just gonna do you. Like it, I've come to learn that and accept that. Yeah, sometimes you'll bomb, and that that yep. happens. I'm not and gonna we, put all it, I, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, all I pressure. want is to make. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Miss Go ahead. No, I was gonna say I no. just don't want to put any additional pressure yes. or worry on our kids because they got it. They got enough. Exactly. And one of the things we learned when we took our MAP test in the middle of the year is that we didn't set the testing environment the way we needed to to make sure it wasn't a one-time thing. Mm. But that goes back to the Atomic Habits, which I started reading or listening to. It is an amazing book, yeah. and talking about the reason we can't meet our goals is because, which only makes sense, is because we have goals in our systems. Very we have nice. long, we have things that are short term for this moment instead of that we are a system of testers or we're a, a culture of testing. And I don't mean testing in culture like, oh, we're going to always be taking tests. No, a culture of always showing what we've learned, yeah. a culture of always demonstrating this knowledge so that it doesn't feel weird. As a matter of fact, it becomes a place where kids say, look what I learned. You will go to so many schools, which I'm working on changing that, where kids will tell you, I did good today, but they're talking about their behavior. That's what they're always talking about. I want kids to come to me and say, did you know that I scored three points higher on, on my ID last week? Or did you know that um, I'm three standards ahead now? I want them to talk like in, in those terms. We have to do a better job of making sure they understand where they are. That 100%. Because as you were saying that, I was thinking, if we, if we as educators are showing our kiddos or modeling for our kiddos that it's not just a test, that you're, you're tracking data or tracking performance, seeing how you're doing throughout the year. And like you said, it's not in the sense of, because we both know and have been at places where it's just been about test, 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 a myriad of tests. And it's like, what's the point of all this? Is this, right. however, it is important to assess. I know right. kiddos are like, mister, I love playing my Call of Duty. I love playing basketball. I love whatever. And it's like, all right, so how are you? It's like, and they're able to tell you, oh, I can do this. I can do this. Yep. I, I hear my stats. So the same, yep. for, the same for academics of, hey, every two weeks or whatever, how are you doing? Have you met this standard? Are you progressing? Yeah. Are you emerging? Are you proficient? Are you not? Why? Okay, this is what I got to work on, Mr. I have this issue with the regrouping. I know, I know, I know I got to regroup. But for whatever reason, it, it always skips my mind. But I'm going to do better the next time we assess so I think that is what I, I would like echo of what you're saying. If we could switch to, or if we could jump over to the adults, because you mentioned that you are at a place now where sometimes teachers will not return and you are like, hey, it has nothing to do with me. Did it ever, uh, ever, um, you said it's, it's year two for you, but did it ever um, hit you or like, man, why isn't this teacher? Did I? Do oh, it something? hits me every time. Okay. I don't care how many times they say that they're not. That's not why. <laughs> yeah. Because... So it's like a catch 20. Some yeah. people you're like, that's, I'm happy for you. And they need to go. Like they need to do a different journey. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes you're thinking, what can I do? This person is perfect for here. Mm -hmm. How can I keep them here? How can I work with them? But what I've learned, I learned this lesson a long time ago. It was actually with a kid though. I was, I wanted a child to go with me on a trip somewhere. And I begged their parent because I really wanted them to go. I got them to go. And then it turned to a disaster. And I said, you know what? Sometimes when people go, need to go, they need to go. Yeah. Has, and maybe it does have some of you, but you're, you might be holding them back for where they need to be. And so you have to let them go. But what I have done is I do now, everybody's not honest, but I asked straight up, what could I have done differently? Is there anything I could do? Is there any part of my leadership that you were struggling with? So I'm, I, I've asked, like I've had kids, the teachers to, to, to put on sticky notes, tell me three things I could work on. 
What are the things you'd like for me to do better? I've asked, last year I asked them for a short time and I think I asked, well, no, I think we did it again this year. I did a survey. You know, what are you feeling about the school? The district did one, but I wanted to know about my specific school. What were they thinking? And almost every single one was happy at what was going on in the school, felt good about the leadership. So I try to do those things. I started doing that in my classroom because I wanted to know what was going well. And the main thing that you always say is, Ms. Reed, you be yelling. And I said, y'all ain't heard me yell. Ms. Reed has not yelled yet. But I said, I will listen because obviously I'm talking. So, I mean, I start, I'm already a loud talker. So if I raise my voice any octaves, and then I'm <laughs> so I said, okay, if that's what you need, then I'm, I'm going to work on that. So I would tell them all the time, I won't be perfect, but I will at least know in my head, if you have an adverse reaction to what I'm doing, I, you already told me you don't like that. So I got, I, that's something I have to work on. Right. But it does feel uncomfortable when people leave. But because, and it also is a catch because, because we're in an urban school, you could get very um, unaffected and think it's not you because so many people leave all the time. Mm-hmm. And you could be like, well, that's just what happens. Instead of being reflective that, yes, what happens, but maybe you could have kept that person right, if you right. did something different. So what I've tried to do is keep my hand on the pulse and ask questions throughout, check in with people, see how people are feeling, what they think about places, doing a better job of just like building relationships with students, building relationships with teachers. It's much harder with teachers because there's a difference with teachers and administrators. Sometimes it becomes an us versus them, even when they don't mean for it to be. If you, because people always uh, tell you to shy away from, you shouldn't hang out with your teachers. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. But then I think to myself, then it's not a family. It depends on the personality of the people. For me, one of the things I loved about being at the place we were at last year, I mean, not, not last year, years ago, was that it felt like a family. Like I was, I was there today because, you know, they, there was a funeral. And so there was, there was a yeah. repast day. Yeah. yeah. And so I was there and I was like, although it wasn't the same people there, I felt the same thing of when I need someone, I know they're here. And when I was an, an administrator or when I was a teacher, it didn't matter. And as an administrator, I could I still have relationships with people that they would tell me the truth. Read, I'm hearing this. Read, you need to check into this. That's not okay. What happened here? Read, you need to see about that. That's what I'm looking for. Now, I do have that with some of the people here, but I've only been here two years. I was there 10 years. There's a difference. And, I, and someone said that yesterday on one of your podcasts about the fact that it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. you got to build that family and that sense of trust so people believe you when you say you're going to do something and they're willing to follow you. Yeah. I Number one, agree with you. And number two, just, you know, without getting into the details, that that feeling of family it was definitely there it was definitely there and to have left the place where I felt like I was leaving a family my siblings knew what I was going through so my coworkers, but then admin and folks who are not in the building um was part of the reason to go to a place to go to that school with you Mr. you know Dr. Mitchell Mr. Craggett like those are folks who I knew at any instance if I just texted you within 30 seconds yep. heck with, with jc like five seconds yep. what's up what's up Willie? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and that is something and that then is, say things like time. i know you're not giving my friend a hard time i know you're not talking to mr beer like that mm-hmm. because we're a team what you mm-hmm. doing like that kind of thing yep, yeah absolutely. yeah that yeah. and that takes time you're absolutely right that takes time to to build that takes time to to nurture and that takes time for the folks who are new to the team like i was where you were to really see oh, snap, this is real. This, this isn't just fluff. A person who's been here 10 plus years, a person who was taught by that person. <laughs> and now that I'm working with, 
like is mm-hmm. saying, no, what do you need? Okay, this is what we can do. I think this, oh, and to see that actually be practiced um, is the same for, like you mentioned, to for your kids to like on day one, you can say whatever, and they can maybe hear it from former teammates, but until they experience it themselves, they're not going to believe it. And so, yeah, 100% agree that those who um, who join your team will come to see that that is still there and all the other team members will continue to, to nurture that. We, uh, I will say where I, where I will say when you talk about the end of the year, the end of the year piece mm-hmm. that you do see the coming together of things. Like we're getting ready to have a show at the end of the year. Our kids are going to put on, on, on a show and we're going to get to do it at one of the theaters. Yeah. Being able to see, you know, the end of the year events are coming up. So eighth graders are going to go on a trip. Mm-hmm. You know, graduation is a promotion is coming up. Um, we're trying to give a trip for the kids who do improve on their NWA scores. Like those things you start to see at the end. But there's a guy named Josh Ship, and he talks about um, the amount of um, how much time you have. Every, ch- every child is one positive adult away from being successful. Yeah. And he talked about how he was in foster care and how he did his best to push these people away. And finally, his foster father came and said, you can keep pushing, but we're not going anywhere. He shows in a jar, like he does this jar demonstration of how many weeks a child has in their life from birth to like 18. And the jar is like completely full. But he shows different levels of jars to show how many marbles are in there. And he shows his. His jar may have been about this full. But in that short amount of time, those people changed his whole life. They changed his whole trajectory. They made him into a whole nother person because they gave the time and effort. So although it's the end of the year, what I keep pushing is it's not over. Yeah. Let's not act like because it's nine weeks left of school that we just say, well, we'll wait till next year. No, you have the power. And this year you could change somebody's life with one word. Yeah. You could have one interaction that makes the kid's life be different for forever, whether they come back to the school or not. So I need you to not quit. I need you. There's a, um, and I was, I'm probably going to show it at some point. I don't know if you've ever seen Facing the Giants. Not very good acting, but in the in the movie at the end, there's a feel. It is. I I mean, I like the, the theme, but everyone's like, that was garbage, Mr. Reed. It's not good acting. But anyways, it was one of it was a Christian church, and that was their first movie. Now they've since made a whole bunch of movies. But on the scene, the, the father, the, the coach realizes they're trying to fire him. Wife can't have any children. It's just a whole bunch going on wrong in their world. And he's getting ready to, to, to realize that he's been worried about so much about football. He's not worried about building men. So he has the, he tells the boy to do a suicide in a crab walk where you put somebody in your back and you walk to the goal. He said, you can at least go to 50 yard line, right? The boy says, yeah, I can do that, whatever. He said, you're going to give your all, right? No matter what, you're not going to quit until I tell you that you're there. He said, yes. He said, okay, put your blindfold on. So he gets him on there and he keeps going. The boy goes. But when he gets to the 50 yard line, he doesn't tell him he's at the 50 yard line. He just keeps saying to him, come on, you got more in, you got more in you. Finally, when he gets to the end zone, he's like, coach, it's got to be the end. He said, you got to the end. Don't tell me you've been giving me everything you can give me. And that does not mean that people aren't working hard, but sometimes we get to a place of like, yeah, this is asking too much of me. Mental health, all that stuff is important, but I need people to, to, to reach in somewhere. Almost like as though you would reach in for, for your family if they were losing their house and you knew you could fix it. Almost like you're reaching in if somebody in your family was in another state and you had to drive there to get them because they were, they were dying. We would give more if we realized that it belonged to us too. So don't quit at the last hour because it's quitting time. No, this one I need you to give your all because, and it is not just coming from me. My teachers are saying it to each other. Like I have this really good art teacher. She was like, come on, you guys. This is the time we got to tighten up. She's a vetting teacher. She said, this is the time when the kids will push the line. Partially because some of them don't want to leave. Yeah. The end yeah. of the year for them is tragic because now I'm going back to that mess and I'm 
in all the time. I had kids during spring break when I told them it was time and they weren't like, oh, right, Miss Rita. I didn't hear any cheers. It wasn't kids like jumping up. I can't wait, Miss Rita. We got the next step. There were kids who were excited about it, but there were a lot of kids who didn't say anything. They were perfectly happy. And I, and I thought about this with COVID. We did a great thing with COVID, making sure people got lunches. Some districts even put them on the bus route so kids just had to walk to the bus stop because putting them at substations didn't make a lot of sense or at schools because how are they going to get there? Exactly. If they take a bus to school, how are they getting there? Yep. But what if we did that during spring break? I know in the summertime we do get, but we don't do that during spring breaks. So, it's, so some districts have started to, but it's important that we learn that lesson and use that because for some of us, the end for the kids is the end. So you're just, you've given up, but I need you to be rejuvenated and give your all to the very end as though we were on a marathon and we, we at the end. Those times when the man falls down and somebody helps him up and carries, okay, we'll carry you. Yeah. But we got to finish. Yeah. We got to finish strong because I am determined that our kids are going to improve. It, like you said, small steps become big steps. I loved when he talked about, I'm um, in Atomic Habits, about you want to exercise more. You want to eat more. Increase, in, in, involve, in, uh, envelop it into another habit. You yeah. know, be specific about what your habit is. Don't just tell teachers you want them to put the data in. Give them the data chart to where to put it in. Tell them what time you want to buy and specifically what, what data you need. I, I had done the data chart with my teachers last year and this year the data didn't get put in the way I wanted to. All year I couldn't figure out how to get my data team to run the way I needed to. On Thursday, I literally listened to that habit. Made my chart again, put it in front of them, said I need you to give me five of this, one of this and this by this. All of them have done it. Whereas I've asked for all I needed was more specific, something I wasn't doing. And I said, I'm, I'm missing something. So I'm not blaming you because if it's all my teachers, it ain't them. It's me. I can yell at them all day and I can talk junk. Are you not doing this? But it's not them. Because if I had a classroom and I tell my teachers and there's 24 kids in there and 17 of them acting up, that's not the kids, man. That's you. That's all you. So you have to work on it. Doesn't mean the kids aren't hurting you, but you got to work on that because you are the, you are the paid person in the room. So listening to that that made me think of like you said the systems there has to be a system you yes. got to create a system and then coupled with that hearing you say like you then became very explicit about the thing that you want yeah and another principle principal sanin has a saying about make the implicit explicit like yes very very explicit hey i need this 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 by this time yeah and once once that it's it's and as a teacher, I know that moment too of like, I'll give a direction. And then once I'm finished, because my go word is booyaka, when I say booyaka, do blah, 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 please. And then I look around and I don't see it happen. I'm like, all right, that's on me. Because yep. <laughs> I, I know you hear me. 85% yep. of the time, you'll follow the direction and I give you the rationale so you know. Right. So if you're not doing it this time, I must have done it. And then I'll tell you, hey, yo, kiddos, pause for a second. I messed up somewhere. So can you please do this one thing? Here's this first thing that I need you to do. Yep. Put your pencils down. Do not write anything right now. I just need you to listen to me. Yeah. Right. Got that 100% there. So, and then go through breaking it down step by step by step of this is why I need you to do whatever, whatever. And I'm now at a point because of our relationship and they're like, oh no, if Mr. Pierre is asking us to do something, it's not just for the joy of it. There's yep. a reason. And we just got to get to that reason and he'll tell us that reason. Whereas in the beginning, I would front load with that rationale. Now I can give the rationale on the back end and be like, hey, this is the reason why I had you do this, 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 and this. Whereas before, I need you to do such and such because of that. And so for you, what I'm hearing and what I heard was, hey, I was asking this of my team. It wasn't happening the way that I needed it to. And so I needed to pause, check myself, 
take a small slice of humble pie, it can't be them. Because if all of them yeah. are not understanding, it's got to be me. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> we're right. Doing, we're dealing with the adults. So right. Gotta, and recognizing they've done other things I've asked them to do. So why are you not doing this thing? And and there's nobody on my staff that I feel like that's uh, defiant or blatant. I always say this. People don't follow directions for a few reasons. They don't understand the direction. They don't believe in the direction. Or they are being defiant. Or they don't have the skills to do the direction. One of the reasons why they're not following it. So you got to look at yourself and say, okay, I don't think I have defiance issues. I think people believe in enough to know that we need data. But for whatever reason, they're not understanding. Because they, in some cases, they had it. It just wasn't being delivered the way I needed it. And so... I realize, okay, what am I in? You have to realize that just because I think I taught it or just because I think I was explicit doesn't mean I was. Because if they don't get it, then you still wasn't. It's irrelevant. That's the truth. Ain't and, that and, the as truth? A, and when I was an educator, I also saw everybody like me. So if I could do it, it made me like, what's wrong, what, what's wrong with you? Like, especially when I first was a teacher, like, what happened? And so one day, the Lord humbled me. I was walking down the hall. I was going on my way to my, I had a good partner at the time. I was teaching at a, a public school. Walking down the hall, I can hear the kids acting up for the other teacher. And I'm thinking, that is ridiculous. Why did she get this? And the Lord stopped me and said, so who do you think made you the way you are? I gave you the skills to do what you do. Stop being, you know, stop doing that. Stop being, go help her and be quiet. Okay. Okay. I'm going to be quiet now. So that's what I did. <laughs> and then I realized everybody is not able to do certain things well, but that's the goal of being on a team. And as a teacher, you can't say, as in a principal, you can't say what well, they should know. Maybe they should, but if they don't, you can keep saying that all day long, but you're going to have failure because you just won't show them how. Now, maybe there's a point where they have to go and this isn't right for them, but while they're there, you got to do your best to show them what you need because the reality is, is that they don't know or they're not doing it. So it's not getting you, no one's getting what they need. So you might as well put the effort in to do your best to show them. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, yeah. I can't I, hear you. Something. I think you broke up. I don't know if it's my internet. Okay. That was okay. Me. I, I. Okay. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I mean that right there. No, for real, because there, yep. there have been a number of times when I have heard, "Why aren't the kiddos doing blah blah blah?" or "Why isn't this teacher?" And I'm like, hearing you say that, I, there have been plenty of times that I've heard adults say of either the kiddos like why aren't the kiddos doing xyz or of other adults why aren't the adults why isn't this teacher doing blah 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 and i'm like they're not you the way you process things the way you think of things your whole experience has led you to this point exactly they haven't it's the truth they haven't gotten there and even if it's a, a veteran teacher and i could be a, a first year teacher but that veteran teacher what, what have they been through who is right. given, who has spoken to them, who has given them counsel, given them practice to like, Hey, you should, here's a suggestion. Or has it been that their experience has been, if we're talking about principals, a principal who has never walked into their classroom, very rarely been able to give them feedback, or if they have given them feedback is there for a year or two and then dips out there like, okay, whatever so-and-so said to me, what is it now? If there's going to be a new, new principal who comes through. So and similarly with the kiddos, if I'm a kiddo who's like, I've gone through three teachers. In the year, in not, a year. In the, not, not at all, but in the year, yep. Why Why am I going to all of a sudden invest in you, mister, that who's in front of me? I'm already thinking to myself, all right, I'm going to give you another month. You'll be gone. And I'm going to have to do all of this all over again. So why? So all of that is to, to say, yeah, be explicit. And if it's not happening, it's on you. Yep, <laughs> take take true. that to heart. Humble yourself it to be like, okay. True. I need to, it's definitely true. I need to adjust.
Thank you for listening to part one of my conversation with Nikki Reed. Part two, coming soon.